Welcome back, our twisted little friends. You are listening to Murder Maidens, a podcast dedicated to discussing crimes committed by women. Your hosts today are Monica. Robin. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Hi, Robin. Robin. <laughs> Sorry, girls, with the heat in those cocks, my throat is all messed up. <laughs> Well, Robin's not feeling well today, so my husband Brian is filling in for Robin. Welcome, Brian. Hey, girls. (laughs) (laughs) And then our last host today is... Sandy. And today's presenter is Sandy. Yay. Brian, you picked a good uh, case to sit in. It's, uh, It's actually very light. There is murder, but it's a light murder. So help me God if it's another child. No, no children. Okay. I, I hate doing those. I get sick to my stomach. Just just FYI, the one that I'm doing is really bad. It's really bad. Um, I don't know if I'll even be it, here for it, yours. I We might save it just because it's, okay. yeah. And it, I think it oh, arrives. Just, just we're going to save the murdered children for you. Um, and I think it kind of rivals the lady that, uh, uh, was it Robin that did? Rosemary West. Rose, yeah. 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 Oh, no, 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 no. No, not Rosemary West. Um, no, no, I think it was you. The one, what was her name? Sylvie, Sylvia or something like that. The the girl and her sister that wound up being boarders at, um, her her family went and joined the, that was, that Robin, was Robin, joined the circus. Yeah. 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 Was that last episode? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, in, in all fairness, it has been like three weeks since we've recorded so life has been nuts i i don't even know what day it is anymore i literally have been working around the clock because it's end of fiscal year we were getting a new system we had to clear the old system and i'm exhausted i don't even know how i'm awake right now (laughs) i'm probably gonna mess this case up but cocaine (laughs) (sighs) so I'm just going to say her name and you'll you'll immediately know the case. So today we're talking about Yolanda Salvador. I do not know that. Well, I also know Wait, nothing talk about, about the crime. case. I'm Well, I mean, I have to you're yeah. not going to know what's going just, on until just the proceed. Of the thing. Proceed. Okay, well, I'm 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 shocked that mo- at least Monica didn't know. I I might I'm not good at names. I'm really not good at names. I said the name and Jim immediately knew. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, but Jim's been with you now for how long? I, when you get to this case, you're this is not something he would have known from me. Well, well, I mean, he would much. know from me, but <laughs> I, you'll see. Okay, so you <laughs> yeah yeah. Yolanda Salvador was born on September 19, 1960, to Frank and Juanita Salvador. She was one of eight children, and growing up, she was bullied because of her weight. She attended three different elementary schools and three different high schools growing up. While in high school, she was a member of the Junior ROTC program and graduated in 1979. She went on to earn her bachelor's in science and nursing from Texas A.M. International University. In 1990, at 30 years old, she received her license as a registered nurse and got a job earning about 60K a year. Is this one of those uh, um, angel? No, okay. 
when I, that's what I was like, you're not even going to understand until like halfway <laughs> through because it like starts off so different than where it goes. Yolanda, oh wait, sorry, I totally missed like half a sentence. Uh, she started working part time after her and her husband adopted three children, one of which was her niece. Yolanda would first get in trouble when one of her employers, Dr. Gomez, a dermatologist, sued her, stating she stole a total of $9,200 since 1983. So over the course of a few years, she was stealing from him. They would settle outside of court, but within two months, Yolanda was back in court for failing to repay her student loans for $7,361. Over time, Yolanda began to lose interest in her career. She became a big fan of Tejano music. Yeah, Did I say that right. Like, yeah, it's like Spanish, Mexican, like uh, Texan. Yeah, kind I of. just I I literally wrote how to pronounce it too right oh, next to it. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, it clicked. It, it clicked. clicked. I knew. I I was like I couldn't think, but you know it, I. Yolanda, I didn't pull up the first name, but Tejano, you know. The, you know. the only thing I know about Yolanda is I think of Pulp Fiction. No. That's literally, I don't, I've Yol- never heard this yeah. name. Okay, I mean, well, right, you're so about think, to find out in about 30 seconds. Te- yeah. Tejano music. Think of music. Okay. No, okay. okay. Go ahead. We'll find out in like 30 Hope seconds. Yeah. So at first she asked Shelly Lars, who was a famous Tejano singer back then, her father about starting a fan club but the request was denied after attending one of selena's concerts and becoming a fan she fucked up my selena's oh well yeah yolanda's a bitch (laughs) well he said that bitch i was like no not selena (laughs) yeah in that movie she was that old bitch yes fuck her That's like immediately everything I say. You when just they love announce... Jennifer Lopez shaking her ass and her tits all over the place. Um, it was a heartfelt story that a young white thirteen-year-old boy could relate to. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so after attending one of Selena's concerts and becoming a fan, Yolanda repeatedly called Abraham, Selena's father, about starting a fan club for the singer. Eventually, he agreed in 1991, and she became the club's president. By 1993, the fan club reached more than 1,500 members in less than four years and eventually grew to over 5,000, becoming one of the largest fan clubs in the San Antonio area. So, obviously, like, back then, fan clubs were... You, like, mailed in things mm-hmm. and you got, like, the the poster back. Like, it wasn't – so, like, having 1,500 fans was – That's huge. Yeah. It was huge back then because it's not – it wasn't, like, what it is, how, how easy it is now. Yeah, things weren't as, as readily available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember I was part of the NSYNC fan club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where was I? Okay. In 1994, Selena opened her boutique in Corpus Christi and hired Yolanda to be the manager of the chain. At the time, Yolanda moved from San Antonio to Corpus Christi to be closer to work into the singer. 
Selena gave Yolanda an American Express card to conduct business with, but it showed that she used it to rent Lincoln Town cars, travel to and from uh, Mexico, take associates out to famous fancy restaurants, and she used it to purchase two cell phones for herself. Which again, back then, cell phones were like a huge deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everybody had pagers. Um, But Yolanda basically became like Selena's right-hand woman at the boutique and helped her with all her business dealings. In December of 1994, the boutique started to suffer. Yolanda would fire anyone she didn't like. Selena's cousin started working there but quit within a week because she didn't like how Yolanda was running the company. Uh, Even a fashion designer that Selena was working with tried to warn her that Yolanda was bad news. But Selena being, you know, the good-hearted person, she didn't believe that her friend would do anything to hurt Mm -hmm. her or her business. So, um, employees started to complain to Abraham and Selena about Yolanda's conduct. And fans were also starting to complain to the family about not receiving their fan club packages. Um, And they started noticing that um, some bills for the boutique were unpaid. Uh, So they decided to start looking into it. In the spring of 1995, Selena, Abraham, and her sister Suzette met with Yolanda. After being presented with evidence of theft, they asked Yolanda to explain herself, but she kind of just stared at them and um, didn't have any answers for their questions. Yolanda was fired and was told to turn over all her documents and documents that she had regarding the boutique and the fan club. And then on March 13th, Yolanda went to a gun shop and bought a 45, a Taurus 45 snub nose 38 caliber revolver. Two days later, she returned the gun to the store, stating that her father had given her a 22 caliber. A week later, she went back to the store and bought the 35, uh, 45 Taurus again. So. It seemed like she was thinking about doing something with the gun, returned it, and then did it again. Yeah, she was probably doing some shit that, like, hyped her up to do it, and then she got scared. Yeah. This is typical females. Can't make up their goddamn mind. You either do it or you don't. Fuck. (laughs) Just commit murder or don't. Just come on. Just It's like asking you girls where the hell you want to go out to eat. (laughs) So there's this new trend, and it's like, instead of asking your girl where she wants to eat, make her guess where you're taking her, and then wherever she says is where you go. (laughs) I I saw that, and I also like, uh, if you ask, and you get a no, like, at least two or three times, then you just purposely say, okay, well, we're going to go to a place I know you hate the most, because you're saying wherever I want. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, true. I always, now I'm going to, now because you said that, I'm going to start being like, anything but Arby's and Wawa. (laughs) They're like the two places, two places I will never eat. Be like, oh, I'll have anything but those. I just feel like you have to just give me a choice. Say, do you want, would you rather this or this? Just give me a choice. Don't, don't like leave it open-ended where I could go anywhere. This or this. 
That's why I don't like Cheesecake Factory. There's too many options. Uh, I get the same thing every time I go there. I never change my mind. But tying it back to this evil bitch. Yeah. The, the point is. This is how we do. A, a, a dude would basically be like, I'm going to kill this guy. And I'm just going through with it. Whereas a girl's like, no, well, she was really nice that one time. And then she's sitting at home, her and her ass. And I'm going to, like, just go get the gun again. You're just going to keep going back and forth. And then it becomes more premeditated. Yeah. Premeditated? The problem is I can hear myself in my ear and it's fucking me up. <laughs> this is not your first podcast. You, you... I, I never, you never have a echo because I'm going through two microphones back oh. into my ear. Oh. But no, no it's uh, my. Before you move on, though, you were mentioning like she's handling all of her money. So Selena never actually had like just an overall business manage, manager or. So, well, her dad was her manager. Yeah. But her dad mainly handled the music part of mm. the business. So when she was opening, um, so, so originally they hired Yolanda to handle the fan club and then. She wanted to open the boutique and she needed help. So she went, you know, to somebody who she knew she could trust and Yolanda was there. So they made her the manager since she was already kind of handling stuff for the family anyway. Um, And she handled the boutique side and the fan club side. Um, So originally when things started like to go awry, like when she was talking about with some of the way the company was being run and stuff, she contributed as was like Yolanda was taking on too much and um, like little things were dropping the ball, but like she didn't think she would deliberately be trying to hurt her business. She just thought they were like like accidental mistakes, you know, like this bill wasn't paid or this wasn't sent out just because she was handling so much. So much, yeah. But it was obviously not the case so lessons learned get yourself a jewish dude to take care of your business and don't have women doing it is all i'm gonna say well i mean it's fairly it's not, yeah it's not yeah. Just, yeah yeah uh, makes sense so um so on march 31st yolanda finally agreed to meet selena at the days and motel in corpus christi to hand over all the financial records that she refused to turn over beforehand trying to delay giving up the records yolanda claimed that she was raped in mexico so selena took her to the hospital uh doctors found no evidence of an assault at all um, so, of course, Selena was very upset and angry. So when they returned to the hotel, she demanded that Yolanda uh, hand over all the records. She just wanted to be done with her. She wanted her documents and be done. Uh, once in Yolanda's room, she pulled out the 35, 34, ugh, 38 <laughs> revolver um, and pointed at Selena. Selena tried to run from the room but was shot in the back and was severely injured she somehow managed to run towards the lobby for help but collapsed on the floor as yolanda was chasing after her calling her a bitch uh yolanda then tried got in her car and tried to flee the scene but the police spotted her and she went towards the back parking lot after a nine hour standoff with police she eventually surrendered and was charged with murder. 
Selena died at 1.05 p.m. from bug loss. I wonder why they didn't just get the police involved to begin with. Like, you know what I mean? Like, have the police get all that stuff from her instead of dealing with her directly. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think they just didn't... They didn't think it would be anything like that. Yeah. You know, like... How long was she with her before this happened? Uh, she was murdered in 1995, and she started the fan club in, um, like, early 1991. So about so, five, yeah. like, four or five <laughs> years. And, I mean, when she was, like, Selena's right-hand woman, like, they were close at one point. So, like, you would think... Yeah, there'd be no reason to bring the cops in. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, okay, it's reasonable. Like, even if she's being a bitch, even if she's stealing, the last thing in your mind is she's going to murder me because I'm requesting these documents. Mm -hmm. Like, that's crazy. So, from, you, you know, you mentioned when she was a kid, she moved from school to school. She had, but like, was she ever diagnosed with actual issues? Like, nothing. Nope. Nothing. I mean, she relatively, like, she had some bullying and she moved from school to school, but, like, relatively had a normal childhood growing up. No issues. I mean, she did great. She had a nursing career. Um, and then she just decided she was bored with nursing and then moved into trying to do a fan club. Um, but there was, like, nothing. Like, she, and she wasn't. There's nothing about, like, her being mean or abusive to her family or her kids. Like, she was, like, generally just an all-around okay person until this. Well, when she, then she would steal from people. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> an, an overall okay person <laughs> yeah. who, who would steal and not pay her loans. So, obviously some of that, but no, like, mental I remember the movie kind of depicted her like she was obsessed with Selena. Like she was jealous of other people giving her attention or if Selena liked other people. Was there anything mentioned about that in your research? Like did she have a – I mean she started a fan club. Yeah, so, I. Uh, she was definitely obsessed. Like they were saying in her room um, she had like Selena stuff like all over her walls. Like she was obsessed but like – not to the point where, like... There's a shrine or anything like that. No, it was kind of. Oh, was like, it? Oh, okay. I mean, it wasn't, like, a intense shrine where she would, like, pray. But, like, she had, like, Selena all over. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't, like, Brian's... It wasn't to the extent. But she did, like, repeatedly call Abraham till he agreed to her to set it up. So she was, like, pursuing it hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was no, like, indication that she would, like, like, the jealousy was to a horrible extent or anything. I think that's just, like, a movie making out to be a movie. Yeah, they're, 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 like, really, uh, hyping it up. I don't know, I, it just seems weird that she'd be so upset with Selena. And it's not like Selena was, like, saying, I'm gonna take you to the cops or anything like that. She's like, I just want this information. But I remember the movie painted it like she was so upset now she was losing Selena in her life that if she couldn't have her, nobody could. And I don't know if that was the motive or... I I didn't see anything like that. Um, Maybe I missed, like, an interview or something. Because I did watch, like, two interviews with her. But 
she was just saying, like, I don't know why I did it, you know. So maybe I missed something like that, but I didn't see anything. Hmm. So it sounds like if you're going to tie it to today, if Selena's dad had just had her in a conservatorship, he could have handled all this stuff. Free Britney! <laughs> they freed the wrong person. I know. Did you see they declined it? They declined it. They declined to take her father off the con- conservatorship. Oh, well, my, I didn't see that. Cosby. Oh. How he was released. Oh. That's yeah. freeing the wrong person. That's when I was. What saying are you were saying? You were never mind. <laughs> but yes. No, but I was saying they freed the wrong person. Oh, because we were saying free Britney, but instead they freed Cosby. Oh, free Cosby. And I was yeah. like, no, wrong person. Well, I had, like, I had a patient, and they were, like, they had it on the news. And he's, like, oh, way to go, Bill Cosby. And I looked at him. I'm, like, you know he, like, drugged and raped multiple women. Like, he's not a nice guy. But, yeah, I, I didn't see that they declined. I, I, I didn't even look at my phone, like, all day today. Mm-hmm. So, that's sad. Yeah. Bullshit. Okay. So, <laughs> um, well, trials. Yeah, we know about talking about those um so the trial did have to be moved to houston texas because they couldn't find a fair jury in corpus christi due to all the media coverage because that's her home selena's Mm -hmm. hometown uh the prosecution claimed that selena uh that she murdered selena because she found out about the embezzlement which we know the defense argued that the shooting was a complete accident um but the former nurse did not render any aid after shooting her, nor did she call 911. And she shot her in the back. <laughs> yes. So, and the prosecution also uh, showed that it takes 11 pounds of pressure to be applied in order to pull the trigger on that revolver. So you have to put force. There's no accidental pulling that trigger. Was there a safety? Is there a safety on that one? No, revolvers don't have safety. Oh, it's a free, so oh, it's, a, it's, a uh, it's not a hair trigger, like yeah. a semi-automatic. It's a revolver. So oh, yeah. You really got to pull. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, on October 23rd, after less than three hours of, a deliber- of deliberation, the jury found Yolanda guilty of first-degree murder. Three days later, she was sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole in 30 years which was the max term allowed in Texas at that time. She is serving her sentence at Mountain View Unit in Gatesville, Texas. Due to death threats, she is in isolation for 23 hours a day in a 9 by 6 cell. She can have a 2-hour visit with friends and family each week. So she's in a cell 23 hours a day. That's like death row inmates. Yeah. Uh, But she is eligible for parole in March of 2025. So, like, Mm, right around the corner. Yeah. It just is amazing to me that, like, it literally was right around the corner, but yet this murder is, like, I can remember all it happening. You know what that means, right? We're old. We're getting old. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um... After the trial, the revolver went missing. It was ultimately found in the court reporter's home. Yeah, he took a memorabilia. Yeah. 
It was then dismantled and pieces were thrown in the Corpus Christi Bay, which was Hmm. weird as fuck. Yeah. Like, you just take this piece of evidence, dismantle it, but then throw it in the bay. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand why that happened. I guess maybe just because, like, maybe Selena loved the bay. But... Maybe they were trying to avoid someone collecting it or making it a memorabilia thing. And who knows? Maybe a family member said it would be better off just never having it assembled. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Yeah, it was weird. I've never heard of that before. And because of Selena's fame, a lot of movies and shows have been made about this case. Most notably, the movie Selena starring Jennifer Lopez... Brian's mm-hmm. 13-year-old dream. <laughs> One of my favorites. <laughs> and there is a new show on Netflix called Selena the Series, which uh, depicts this case and Selena's life as well. I think it's a smart idea that they're trying. They, I bet you see even more shit released as it gets closer, even yeah. about yeah. the case, especially with Yolanda going to be coming out in – you said 2025. 2025. 2025, yeah. So how old is she going to be by that point? Uh, she, I think she's 60 now. Okay. She was so. born She was born in 1960. So we're in 21. Okay. So she's 61. Yeah, so I, I bet you, man, she gets out. If she gets out, um, there's still some diehard fans out there and mm-hmm. family and who knows what. She better get a disguise. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I was going back and forth on what I wanted to cover, and I was trying to keep it somewhat lighter because we've been having some rough cases, and I was watching the series on Netflix. And I was like, oh, I should cover this. Um, I didn't know about her background and knowing that she had already been to court for embezzlement and, like, stealing. Mm-hmm before i hadn't known that so um that was an interesting fact for me now what do you two think okay so you've already said sandy she seems like a normal woman she snapped whatever happened it's probably truly a freak accident she's been away for 30 years and however much at a time basically being like death row do you think when she gets out she deserves to be out or like has she served her time you know basically like is this a case where you think she's actually going to be reformed she truly regrets it or should she have maybe gotten life with no parole or the death sentence i do think it is probably one of those things that she regrets um and i i mean i ultimately think like yes she should get released but i also border that line where like you you killed somebody so yeah you, you should stay like it, it's hard because it was just like it seems premeditated at some point because she bought the gun returned yeah. the gun, bought the gun and then she kind of was trying to delay it and then she didn't help render any aid so it's it's kind of hard because I go back and forth with that. But, I mean, ultimately she served her time and she has been had rougher because she's been in isolation. 
Um, but I think she should be on parole, and I don't think, and I think she's old enough at this point that, like, she's not living her full life. I mean, say, I kind of feel like the opposite. Like, I don't necessarily think, you know, like, the death penalty I kind of reserve for, like, months, like, the, the really, shit. yeah, the really, yeah. really bad ones, like children killers and like things like mm-hmm. that. But um, I don't think she should get out because, again, it was premeditated. Like there are certain situations, not saying that murder is wrong, but um, in situations like women that are constantly beat up by their boyfriends and things like that. Deserve it. They <laughs> deserve it, honestly. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying it's right to kill someone, but, you know, it's just a matter of time before they kill you, like. There's special circumstances. There's special circumstances. But in, in something like this, Selena never did anything to her. Like, yeah. no, I don't think she should get out. It It's hard because, like, murder is one of those things where it's like, like you said, there's, there's special circumstance ones, but there's also, like, you killed somebody. So, yeah. like, that's why I said, like, I teared in line. Like, if she gets out, like... I'm I'm kind of like either way like she, okay she's getting out like yeah but you look at this like Selena's dead like yeah exactly. she's she's dead like she's never coming back why she was you doing get to live good things yeah. with her life not only that she was young she did nothing to you like yeah she's not here she's gone and you're here like yeah. you should if you're gonna live you should suffer the rest of your life you know what I mean that's yeah. just yeah I almost <laughs> look because she's so young. And I know you said, Sandy, like, because that was the law of Texas, she got the maximum you could. Yeah. But I almost feel like in a situation like this, you should be able to, the same way when you, someone gets awarded money based on the potential of someone's life past that point. So Selena was what, like in her 20s? mid-20s? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you should be like, okay, average woman lives till 85, so you got 60 years to serve. Because that was the potential of the life you took away from her. That makes yeah. sense. That makes that actually does. a lot of sense. Yeah. But it does. I mean, it's like, yeah, you either go life or that weird random 30 years that gets assigned. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I mean, that's when she's eligible for parole. That doesn't mean she's getting it. She's going to get it. Yeah. She may be still in there another five, ten more years, you know? I think that's that that trial of when she goes to get out or appeal or whatever is going to be a shit show and it's going to be interesting to see how many like people that were selena fans so you figure what they were like 14 15 in the 90s like mm-hmm. my perfect age and <laughs> so we're going to be out saying fuck you you killed our selenas <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, I mean, i'd be eager to say but uh, i think it it's hard because you see people who get like the book thrown at them for something. Yeah, as even just small as like weed. Like, yeah, that's what I was saying. There's like dealer. there's like, people in jail for thirty years for selling weed, and yeah, you killed someone, and, and you're only getting thirty years. Murder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you mean the devil's crest? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Brian, you have a game to read. Yes, I do. Hold on. <clears throat> did the fucker God, send it to you? God damn it, Jim. Yep, <laughs> he did. Just a lot. All right. Just a lot. <laughs> the time, the 1970s. The place, New York City. The target. Twin sisters who make your life hell are work. 
I don't know what he meant by that. The scenario. It's the summer of Sam and New York is in a panic. The son of Sam Killer makes women scared to leave their home. And his murder spree is gaining national attention. Making a celebrity out of the man they can't find. He famous left letters mocking the police for not being able to catch him. You are a lonely girl who works in a bodega with the owner's bratty twin daughters. Every day they slack off while you pick up the slack. Use the slack too much. It's time they met a son of Sam imposter they didn't expect. The mission. Kill the bratty twins while making everything it was... Making everything it was... He writes terrible. Everything it was another son of Sam killing. The weapons. A box cutter, Sam's signature 44... <laughs> I'm so excited. What is it? The soiled panties of one of the girls who didn't know Aunt Flo was visiting. <laughs> oh, Aunt Flo. And he meant Aunt Flo. <laughs> first of all. We know what Brian's getting. <laughs> first of all, can I just say, for Jim, who grew up in a goddamn strict household, he has terrible grammar for writing this out. <laughs> And I can tell you guys must have just watched the documentary Sons of yeah. Sam. Yeah, no, it. we haven't you watched it yet. Or uh-uh. maybe Jim did because uh, it seems no. out of nowhere Jim. he's doing Sons of Sam. How out of nowhere? How did you think of Son of Sam? He said he just randomly yeah. thought about it. We mm-hmm. actually, it's been in our list to watch. It's good. It's good. The documentary. Yeah. Oh, he said he saw the movie, but yeah. we've 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 haven't had time to watch the documentary yet. But it's in my list. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so what? What's our so? So, our, so your so your weapons are a box cutter, Sam's signature forty four revolver, and the soiled panties of one of the girls who didn't know Ann Flo was visiting, and the mission is to kill the bratty twins while making everything. It was on the look, I bet, make, make it look like, like a he did Sam. A, yeah. a murder. Okay. Can you just yell at Jim and say write better? <laughs> Jim Brian said for growing up in a strict household, your grammar shit. You wrote terrible on that. He read terrible. He said you read terrible. Tell him to come on mic right now and read his own writing word he for said, word. He said come on mic right now and read your writing word for word. Here he comes. <laughs> oh, he needs his phone. <laughs> no, but you like you can't. You have to read it how you text him because you made mistakes. I love how we're so. I'm even so hard on him. <laughs> goddamn Christ, dummy! Another, read another it word for words. Another appearance on this goddamn podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the target: twin sisters who make your life hell or work. Okay. <laughs> Well, get some out of this one. <laughs> Bye. Oh, Case closed. That was good. Yeah, he, he, was, he got the first time. He was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> He's like, oh, shit. Oh. All right. Um, so I am first. Hmm. I don't remember his killings. I mean, throughout New York, he was his weapon was the was 44 the revolver, and he was known for shooting women in a car. Okay, and men like they like when they were making out and stuff like that. Yeah. 
I don't know why I was thinking of John Wayne Gacy. He was on my mind. I was listening to a podcast about him today. So that's why I was like, I can't remember. It's on his David Berkowitz. Um, well, I guess I got to take the revolver then. Um, sure you don't want the panties? <laughs> I'll leave that special gift for you. <laughs> so. Oh, this is what I'm going to do. So the bratty girls... I'm going to be like, hey, girls, I run it, use a limo or like a taxi, a town car. I'm going to do it. Remember, car. remember, this is the 1970s, too. OK, so we're in the 1970s. We're just say a fancy. Just say there's car. no there's no Uber in the 70s. So no, I knew I knew there was none of that. But you know what I'm going to get? I'm going to rent a Lincoln town car, just like Yolanda Salvador. <laughs> And I'm going to be like, girls, I'm going to get to go out in the town, you little bratty bitches. Um, I'll, I'll put a little, I'll sneak you a little champagne in the back seat, go out. And then what I'm going to do is the girls are going to, I'm going to slip a little Mickey in their drinks and the little champagne bottles. So then um, at the end of the night, they're going to be all like, eh, in the back of the car. And I'm going to tell the driver, like, oh, I'll get them in the thing, like, if you just want to go in and grab, like, some coffee or whatever from the corner bodega in New York. And I'm just going to shoot them. And I'm going to be like, oh, no, somebody ran by and shot them. We're in New York. These criminals. I mean, at that time, that probably would have been a solid defense. Yeah. 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 It's simple, but that's uh, what Summer Sam was doing. Or you, you was sh- it more sh- than one person? Yeah, if you watch the documentary. I know. It's more, yeah, I'll watch it next week. It's good. Vacation. It's good. Um, you could take it a step further and, like, shoot yourself in the leg or in the arm or something and be like, I'm just saying, like, that would be more believable, especially at that time. Yeah, true. But I don't want a bullet wound. I got enough. <laughs> All right. So. So, Monica, we know you're going with the box cutter. I'm going with the box cutter. <laughs> Sorry, babe. That's okay. You get the dirty panties. You get Robin's dirty panties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's some chunks. There's a little clottage. All right. <laughs> a fat, a I, had, I had a drink in my mouth when you said that. <laughs> Could chew on it like gum. Okay. Okay. We We're can going. move on. <laughs> All right. So, I'll take the box cutter. Um so yeah, so kind of same idea. Like it was always, you know, uh, you know, most all the shootings were in cars and things like that. So I'm gonna follow them. You know, they're heading home. It's late at night. I'm going to put on an entire murder suit, one of those ones that just has like the little opening right here around <sighs> the face. I'm gonna. Excuse me hide in their I'm going to hide in their back seat so I'm going to have my murder suit on I'm going to hide in the back seat of their car right like underneath like a blanket or something because there's enough room in a like in town car it's a pretty big car <laughs> um especially a 70s model Lincoln town mm-hmm. car those things were ginormous so I'm, I'm hiding in the back underneath the blanket with my box cutter I'm going to wait until they pull up to their destination like at night end of the night after the bodega closes usually you know they close pretty late and then I'm going to jump up behind the seat and I'm going to slash them both across the neck with a box cutter. And then I'm going to get out and destroy my little murder suit and get rid of the evidence and 
And you literally can just walk dead like in the car. Two blocks down, just drop the box cutter in the trash. Yeah. Trash men will pick it up, never know it's in there. Because I have my whole murder suit and murder gloves and everything on. So, and then I'm going to burn my murder suit so that way there's no evidence. Hmm. Okay. That was a good one, right? Yeah. Kind of thought about that. Okay. So, how Let's are you going to get these bloody, clotted panties? So, it's going to so require a little bit of thinking. <laughs> Before we edit it to um, to Brian's specificity that we want it to, um, his third weapon was a money drawer from a cash register. So, Brian, I think you upgraded your weapon. Yeah. I guess you could say that. Some dirty, bloody panties. Um, okay, so I just went back and forth really fast. The, the problem is if I'm trying to make this look like Son of Sam... I'm going to have to supplement and mangle the bodies with a wet, with like a gun or something else after I use the panties. But um what you what I would do is try to set up the girls around that area, those apartment buildings where he was like killing everyone mm-hmm. and I would actually um one by one say, "Hey, there's a party in the woods like know these girls in and out who's the guy they like where they're going um set them up so like hey that water house where the hangout where some of sam was going i would send one as she walks in the panties would be soaked in chloroform so i wrap it around her face and as she suffocates and she's knocked out i can quickly go get the other one who i would put like maybe 50 yards away chloroform get tie her up drag her back to the water house um probably use the elastic around the panties to choke them both to death and then um dump their bodies in such a way that it looks like they were already on a they were already on a date um so yeah to finalize how it would make it look like the son of sam so you got the chloroform filled dirty panties um, they're both knocked out. Drag them over. I'm going to use the elastic to choke them to death. But to make it look like Son of Sam, I'm going to carve Sam told me to do this and arrange their bodies in a cultish looking way near that area. Because that's the only way you can really make it look like a Son of Sam. Unless I go buy a gun. And I work at a bodega, so bitch is broke. That's true. Is it just my is bodega it, word? Is it just me, or is like he really good at killing? <laughs> like, that's really thoughtful. Like he put some time into that. Yeah, he ain't that good. That's, don't, that's yeah. Don't don't. Oh, don't I've give listened him any to credit. you girls. You're all getting caught every week. Oh yeah, yeah. The We're probably getting I've caught said, every time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, we make it fun though. We're always shoving stuff up people's asses. <laughs> yeah. You all. Um, we have a certain spin. mo that we stick to. You do. You do. And actually, actually, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, we were not, we didn't do, like, anything perverted this week. No whory, nothing. We, yeah, we're we didn't, good. we didn't whore this podcast up at all. That's because yeah. Jim doesn't give us good whory-ness <laughs> to work with. We didn't play with no dicks this episode. <laughs> not one. Well, there's also nothing in the case, like, what are you going to do, Abraham? Her husband was pretty good looking, Chris Perez. I don't even. I kind of remember him from the movie. Obviously, that's not her husband. (laughs) 
So I'm hungry. You are. What's our What's our last meal? All right. So I am going to go with Velma Barfield. Now, Velma Barfield was the first woman to be executed after after the death penalty was reinstated in 1976. Okay. Um, she was killed by lethal injection in 1984 for poisoning several people with arsenic. Her victims included her fiance and her own mother, um, as well as like a few elderly uh, patients uh, that she had taken care of. Um, and uh, the number of victims were never like fully figured out, so they they think she killed more. So she was put to death November 2nd, 1984 in Central Prison in Raleigh, North Carolina. And her final meal request was a Coca-Cola and cheese doodles. That's a terrible combo. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's it. What? Just I, a I Coke don't understand and cheese doodles. These I don't understand these. I want to go full out. You got to watch your figure before you hit the yeah. chair. Yeah. Cheese doodles, they suck. I was telling Jim, I don't drink soda, but I'll like steal a sip of his here and there. And he's a Diet Coke guy. And I'm like, Diet Coke. Because he's got to watch his figure. <laughs> he, no, he's doing really good. I did, I did, I did tell her, like, he does look like he's thinning out. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right, fucker. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I prefer Diet Pepsi if I have to go with a Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi. I, I'm a Pepsi. Well, that was, like, ingrained in us from, like, birth. Like, well, so it's funny because Mommy was a Pepsi girl, yeah. but my dad is a Coke guy. Uh, okay. So I had both growing up. But Pepsi, I truly, if I was drinking soda back in the day, I was a Mountain Dew or Sprite. Oh, now, God, Mountain Dew. Mountain, mm-hmm. Oh, I loved how my throat burned when it I, went that down. Is, Mountain Dew is basically just uh, like, uh, what is what's, it? Antifreeze. <laughs> Mountain Dew is just antifreeze. That's but all But now, if I drink soda, I'll, the most I drink is Sprite Zero. Yeah. Um, I keep out like, some Sprite or Serum Mist or something. Yeah. Like Diet Cherry Pepsi. Yeah, Diet Cherry Pepsi is my go-to. Yeah. I just, I don't like dark sodas, but the, the Diet Pepsi is the superior. Why would she go with Coke? Yeah. Ugh. And you know what? I'm a little upset. So my thing was Diet Crush soda um, mm-hmm. because I, I, not Diet Sunkiss because Sunkiss has the caffeine and I have to watch my caffeine intake. Mm-hmm. So Diet Crush has no caffeine in it. I can't find it anywhere. I can find regular Crush. But not Diet Crush. I don't know if they discontinued it. Like, can't find it anywhere. Not Every store, not one store has it. And I even looked at the little tags to make, like, to see if if someone yeah. just bought it all. Nope, can't find it. Yeah. They just stopped. I'll have to look around, and if I see it, I'll yeah, I'll scope some out for yeah. you. That's weird though. Fucking, ugh. I'm a Snapple girl. Give me my Diet Lemon Snapple. God damn it! <laughs> it's the best stuff on earth. It is. Now, wait. I actually just thought of something. Can I add one little amendment to my answer? <laughs> I love how he's like still going I, back. I just thought of something to okay, really make ahead. it son of Sam. Is to write a letter in the style he did with the blood on the panties and send it to the cops with the panties. And that's son of Sam. You could write the letter on the panties. 
use the panty as the parcel. Don't amend my fucking amendment. <laughs> yeah, don't amend my amendment. <laughs> it's just a suggestion, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> don't get all hype. Yeah, that's Kill a terrible it. last meal. I know. Oh, my God. So Harper, the other day I gave her cheese doodles at school, and it was like three days later. And she's telling me she wants a snack. And I'm listing all the snacks in the house. And she's like, no, Mommy, I want the orange things. And I'm like, what orange things? So I'm listening to everything in the house. And she's like, the ones that do this. And I'm like. The cheesy poofs? But that's what she wants. Yeah. Cheese curls. Mm. But I couldn't. It literally was <laughs> 10 minutes of orange. And what does this? Curling her hands. I'm like, what is that? Like, I couldn't figure it out. And then finally it dawned on me when I saw, I looked in, like, the closet and saw the chips. And I was like, oh, cheese. And she's like, those, those, those. She yeah. got so excited. But I was like. This is how you explain it to yeah. me? This. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say, I told Jim, and he's like, oh, cheese curls. Like, yeah. Motherfucker, why like, are you home? Like, Logan or Mackenzie will say something to me that they want something, and, like, I look at them dumbfounded because I'm like, I have no idea what you're telling me right now. Mm-hmm. And I turn to the other child, but, like, do you know what they're saying? <laughs> yeah, Logan's our interpreter for Yeah, for Mackenzie. Mackenzie. She'll say something. I'm like, I don't know, honey. And I look at him. And he's like, Mommy, she's saying so-and-so. Harper gets, like, mad when you ask her to, like, repeat herself. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Bitch, it's not my fault. Learn to speak. This morning, she was saying Barbie. And it straight up sounded like booby. Booby, yeah. And I, like, made her sound it out. And finally, we got it correct. And she's been saying Barbie ever since. But I was like, Barbie. Bar B. She was it was booby. So all right. Well, thanks for listening. We can be reached at the murder maidens13 at gmail.com. You can find us by searching Murder Maidens on Facebook and Instagram. And on Twitter, we're at Maidens Murder and MurderMaidens.com. Listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, and through our website. Give us a thumbs up and hit the subscribe button and drop us a comment. Until next time, don't get murdered. Don't murder anyone. (laughs) And don't do anything we wouldn't do. Thanks, Robin. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for filling in, Bri. That's what I do best, fill in. (laughs) You you do, baby. You you do. In that case, bye. Bye.